welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. My name is Phil Nason, also known as Cash with Flash, also known as Fantasy Phil. He's Nick Brettwish, also known as the guy raking in money left and right. What's up, man? Hey, yeah, been a fun week or a week and a half, I guess, and uh, it's New Year's Eve tonight, so that's pretty exciting. The last podcast of 2019. How about that? What a year. What a year. The last Win Daily one, for sure. Anyway, I still got a couple other things I got to do today. But, uh, yeah, it's it's New Year's Eve. Um, I'm not doing anything tonight except going to sleep early. I need to rest. I have to work tomorrow. So I have to handicap eight games for work. So it's another day for me. There, We don't get holidays. In the handicapping world, we don't get <laughs> holidays. We really don't. There's no, no PTO for a handicapper. There is none. And uh, I took a week off last week from stats and that was good but i still had other things to do you know for win daily so i i haven't had it i haven't had a vacation in so long i don't even know what that is but uh one thing is clear we have four games this weekend it's wild card weekend and i'm kind of glad that the regular season is over i ended up in the plus side of it all but still it was it, it i didn't i haven't won anything since thanksgiving and that's okay i guess but uh at the end of the day there's four games now, do you go heavy on game on these kind of weekends? Are, are, is this something that you look forward to, the playoffs, or is it easier than the regular season? Yeah, I mean, historically for me, last year I had a very good DFS run in the NFL playoffs for the first two weeks when you get four games each time. This, uh, But I didn't do very well on Thanksgiving when it's only a three-game slate, so I think that four-game that adding that four game does a lot for me because you know it adds to the player pool. Everybody's not going to be you know maybe Michael Thomas is eighty percent owned, right? And then DeAndre Hopkins is about fifty percent owned. AJ Brown maybe forty five, and then other than that, it's going to be a good mixture all around. And then whoever turns out to be the value play of the week, that guy's always going to be very popular. But I think there's plenty of variance in a four game slate. And my favorite thing is everybody is going to be playing as hard as they can. You know, it's win or go home, so you don't have to think about, you know, someone getting in. These games are going to be close. All the spreads are under double digits. You know, you don't think anybody's going to get blown out, so you should be getting everybody's full effort for full, uh, four full quarters. So from that hand point, I think it's a great help. We got some injury stuff with the Minnesota backfield. Dalvin Cook says he's going to play. We'll see. Alexander Madison, I think he's still questionable too. So we'll see what, what happens as the week goes on. But I, I'm kind of excited for this slate. I'll usually play just maybe one or two lineups when if it was like a uh, a full 12, 13, 14 game slate on a regular NFL Sunday, I'll probably have you know 15 to 20. But this week I think I'm just going to take a stand, and that's usually what I do every playoff series of DFS. I'll always take a stand on a couple of guys and just maybe do one or two lineups, maybe three depending on the combinations. But that's about it for me. I, I am excited, though. It's going to be great playoff football. It should be, anyway. I, I think uh, my guy's going to be Drew Brees. But uh, the first game, I think, is... Uh, oh, I know it is. What am Houston, Houston Buffalo, right? Yep, Houston Buffalo. And, and one of the things that I don't like about this game is the point spread already. It, it's moved, and then it went. It, start, it opened at 3 for Houston. Houston is a 3-point favorite. And then it dropped to two and a half, and then some places had it as low as two, and now it's back up to three again. So it, it, no one seems to want to decide on a side, but I'm going to do it for you. 
and uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I think they're going to cover the spread at home. I don't. I don't feel confident in Buffalo. I haven't felt confident in Buffalo all season long, and I don't feel confident in them now. I'm not that much more confident in Deshaun Watson and the rest of that crew. But J.J. Uh, Watt is going to play. I heard, and if he does, that's going to be a, be a big boost. And Houston is going to end up winning this game. I forgot all about J.J. Uh, Watt coming back. That's awesome. That'll be fun to see him. You know, that's a that's a hell of a recovery, a torn pec, and he comes back the same year. So good for him. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sold on Buffalo. I think I'm definitely just interested. And in, in, this game is pretty much a pick 'em, right? If it was played on a neutral field, it'd be a pick 'em, right? With would, a three yeah. point spread. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna go with the home team too. And it seems like the public is all over Buffalo regarding tickets. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where the money's at. I'm sure it's probably pretty even if the line's been moving around like that. But yeah, I'm going to trust Deshaun Watson. There's nothing I trust in Josh Allen besides him running. But I think Josh Allen may be my favorite quarterback on the slate to play. He's going to be 6500 pretty expensive, but everybody's right around that 6K range. But I think uh, that first week, he's the only one that has 40 to 50 yard rush ups. But I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to do that. Russell Wilson, he really doesn't do the naked bootlegs like he used to anymore and take off for 20, 30 yards. So I think Josh Allen and this Houston defense in general is not very good. We'll see if J.J. Watt can fix that. But, yeah, I think I'm going to like Josh Allen, and I like the total in this game to go way over 42.5. You think so? I I, I haven't really thought about it that far ahead yet, but uh, 42.5. You know, Buffalo's defense is not bad, though. I mean, I I don't— I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think it's going to be. I think Houston wins by a touchdown. I think they. I think they win twenty-one to seven. Uh, well, that'd be under forty-two. So that would I hope you're right on there. Houston. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's only Tuesday today, so a lot could change. But my first glance was I like the total to go over forty-two here, just because I don't trust Houston's defense at all. Since I'm the I'm the new uh, soothsayer of the uh, Win Daily family. I, we've done good here on this podcast, though, you and I, this football season. Our, our picks have been pretty yeah. good. I think, what did I miss, two so far? Yeah, they're mainly your picks, not mine. I just tail them. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so well, you, what, talk me off what I, you talk me off what I like, and then we end up winning. Well, that's cause that's my job, technically. I, You know what? This is really funny that you, bring, that you mentioned that. This is a podcast, right? We can do whatever we want, right? You know, sure. I get rules. I'll tell you, yeah, and, and technically I'm the boss, right? So I, I guess I can do this. You know, people ask me all the time, how much should I bet? I'm not going to tell you how much to bet. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you. All I'm going to tell you is who I like. I can't do that. I don't know people's personal financial situations. You yeah. know, I mean, to me, it doesn't make sense to tell somebody to play five units, for example. He might not even have five units in his account. And if he has five units and he blows it all and they lose... You know, on that occasion, and then he's going to get mad at me. Yeah, you know, you're he, the enemy now. You're yeah, right. and, and I'm just trying to help. You know, that's all. I, I, I could stay quiet for this too, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, Houston's going to win this game, and it's going to be an under. You see, I think I'll be right. I The totals I've been pretty good on this year too, but uh, I finished the regular season at 69.7% accuracy. Damn. Yeah, they were. I believe it. I feel like every time we talk, we cover. Maybe, maybe we lost one or two games. That was about it. But it was a long year, so it was a long year. Pretty solid. I had the the, I had a tough week, week two. Um, I think I was like two and four, and I I took a week off, 
and I say, wait a second, man, I, something's not right, you know, and that's something else that a lot of guys don't do, you know, they just keep charging. I, I'm not one of those guys. I took a step back, and after that, we just went nuts, man. Between the serious show and Win Daily and at work, oh my God, it was great. But you know, this Buffalo team—they—they they just don't seem real to me. Does that does that make sense? No, for sure. They're—they're they're a bunch of scrappy players, is what they are. Uh, they had an easy schedule all year long. They really never blow anybody out. I and I don't think. I don't think the I mean the public is over respecting Buffalo in my opinion. There's one other team on this slate too. I think that just gets way too much credit. We can get to that in a bit here, but yeah, I, I do not believe in Josh Allen to win a big time game in the playoffs against Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a winner his whole life. He knows how to close out games. It's just you know, can this defense keep it close? I think so with Josh Allen, but I do think Josh Allen is going to be a good fantasy play this weekend. Depending on ownership, again, I'm going to wait for all that to come out. Well, he'll be low I do, owned, I, I think, right? Who who do you think would be think the lowest so. owned quarterback? You think it'd be Tom Brady? No, Tom Brady's the cheapest. I, w- I wish he was priced up right by them too, because I, I would take him. I love picking on Tennessee secondary. I've been doing it all year. They're not even that bad. It's just they they do produce a lot of fantasy points to opposing receivers. I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins will definitely be the lowest owned quarterback on this slate. I think, and that with good reason too. But um. Is there yeah, any... at New Orleans. Now, That's Cole Beasley's going to play this game. He tilted me last week when they pulled him. That hurt because this is a kid who gets 11, 8 to 11 targets every game. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing for him. And it's a great thing for fantasy people. And, and what's Beasley priced at? Because if you're going to go with Allen, then you probably want to pair him with somebody like Cole Beasley. 5,600, that's the most he's been all year, I think. Yeah, that's what I don't like. It's like, okay, I would love him if his price wasn't that high, but he's going to get Vernon Hargraves in coverage for most of the day. I think Hargraves plays the slot a lot, and that's where Beasley usually goes. Yep. So that is an excellent matchup. Vernon Hargraves may be the worst corner left in the NFL playoffs. So that's a good spot to pick on, though. So that may be the pairing. It's just Beasley at 5,600. There's really no upside with him. I guess, I mean, he's had some good games, like 20 points, but he has to score two touchdowns to get 20 points. Right, he it's does. Like, well, guys like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas, they can get eight catches for 110 yards and get those 20 points right there, or over 20 on DraftKings with that three-point bonus. It's like, I don't ever see Cole Beasley getting 100 yards. So that's kind of my my reservation with him, especially if he's close to 6K. I don't know if I'm going to pay that, but we got a lot to look at, and he may have the best ma- – or uh, yeah, he may have the best matchup – regarding wide receiver cornerback matchups on the slate so he's definitely in play that's for sure you have Deshaun Watson love uh, I don't know I'm trying I'm actually thinking Tannehill may be the lowest owned quarterback everybody just thinks the Patriots defense is amazing and they just lost to Miami so I don't know we'll see what happens there that fits but magic was Watson, in the air boy I tell you it, Miami was fired up and uh a very special Dolphins fan in my life was very excited because her Buckeyes lost the night before. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. I took Ohio State that day. Ah, bad call. You should have called me. I did the game, you know. So Dobbins, uh, Dobbins dropped the touchdown. That changes the whole game. That's the story of. <laughs> yeah, that targeting call was Bush, but you know what? Yeah, that too. But see, I live in this in the area with the Buckeye fans. 
And, and one thing they do is they like to blame the refs. And I, I try to tell them every year, this is Ohio State. This is what they do in every sport. When it comes down to the big, big game, they don't win it. And they choked. That's all they did. That targeting call was horrible, but that didn't have anything to do with them, them losing. They should have wrapped that thing up at halftime, but they couldn't do it. They didn't seal the deal, and adios. But you know yeah. who I like this week? I like Carlos Hyde. I'm in. I am definitely in. I don't think people realize how suspect the Buffalo run defense is. And I'm pretty sure they're towards the bottom of run DVOA as well. Like the the stats hold up there. But yeah, Carlos Hyde is super cheap. Super I'm cheap. In that. You put yeah, Carlos Buffalo's right on the bottom or the the bottom mid tier there. They're 18th in run DVOA. So yeah, you could run on them for sure. But yeah, Hyde is going to be a great source of salary relief. 5.1k on DraftKings. Yeah, great call, Phil. I, I do my best. I, I I try. Um. You know, but Carlos Hyde, another former Ohio State Buckeye, um, he's had a good year, and he's rushed for over a thousand yards you, quietly. No one's talking about him, and I think he could break the slate because people are going to overlook him. They're going to look at Derrick Henry, obviously. They're going to probably ho- they're going to keep their fingers crossed for Dalvin Cook. They might go with the elevator, also known as Alvin Kamara, who's up and down all year. Or a Sanders or a Singletary or even James White before they even think about Carlos Hyde. I'm in all yeah. the way with him. I think the the I don't know if this is going to be the chalk build or not. I'm trying to decide on how popular Derrick Henry is going to be, but I don't think I'm going to play Derrick Henry at all on DraftKings because I just, I just don't like playing him. He never catches t- passes, and that's just such a big value. It's like if he doesn't, hey, he scored three times last week. If he doesn't score. A touchdown. Look at his games without a touchdown. He doesn't do a whole lot. So I know he scores a touchdown every time, but every game he doesn't have a touchdown, he's under 15 points in, on DraftKings. So he's so touchdown dependent, and I know he gets a ton of touchdowns, so it's not like it's that crazy for him to get a touchdown. I'm sure he's going to be like minus 200 to score in that game. But I'm probably going to fade him and go to the and just live in this mid-tier of running backs. Maybe I don't know how interested I am in Miles Sanders yet, but I do like... Carlos Hyde. I do. I think I like James White, but we'll see. I still haven't really thought of my game scripts yet. And that's really it. It's like then maybe you go to Devin Singletary. So you could stack both of these running backs if you think this game's going to be kind of a slow paced slugfest. And that's kind of what Phil's thinking with the under here. And then maybe you pay up for Kamara, Miles Sanders, whatever. But I think the top tier receivers are the way to go on this slate. I, I agree with that. So, um, all right. So let's move on to the next game. Tennessee at New England, and I, I tell you, this is this is one here which is going to irritate a lot of people, but I'm going to go with Tennessee against New England. Oh, my. This is a game I'm talking about. I think Tennessee is way too overvalued. Okay. You think so? But I think, yeah, I think I, New England I, I thought is... This... Overvalued. I thought the spread would open up like six and a half or seven and a half, and I would take New England. Oh, New England's definitely overvalued too. I, I hope that it's not going to work out this way because I think if Tennessee wins, they got to go play Baltimore. But I was hoping Tennessee could go play the Chiefs because I think that would be my be- biggest wager of the year, no matter what the spread is. Oh, I right. think the Chiefs match up with the Tennessee Titans so well. I know they barely snuck out of that game in Tennessee earlier in the year, but Casey's defense is healthy. I was just hoping. That was the matchup, but it's not. They're going to go to Baltimore, and who knows there. But when in doubt, I'm going to ride with the GOAT, Tom Brady. 
in this game. I just don't take Tennessee seriously, and I don't know why Tannehill had a hell of a year. Congrats to him. I think it was like the eighth best passer rating of all time in a single season. So, yep. he and he only played half that. a season. Yeah, he's not getting talked enough. So talked about enough. So yeah, I don't. I mean, congrats to them, but. I don't know. If you take out A.J. Brown and you just focus on stopping Derrick Henry, I don't. what else do they have? Their defense is not that good, but Patriots' offense is certainly not that good. This is going to be an f- interesting game to watch. It may be a full fade for me in DFS in general, but I don't know. As you saw last week, Stephon Gilmore can be beat. I mean, Devontae Parker beat him up, so see what A.J. Brown's made of. Well, that's just it, and Tannehill's trying to dispel the myth that he's not very good. He had a tough time in uh, Miami. But the Patriots are not the Patriots that we're used to seeing. Tom Brady looked pretty, I hate to say it, old. He sure uh, did. You know, he looked very slow. Their entire team looks very slow. You know, you've got Julian Edelman who is banged up big time, and he'll get some balls. You know, Tom Brady might end up being a sneaky pick because I kind of think he's going to be coming from behind in this one. But the best play, the best play for me, on this foot in this football game, besides Derrick Henry, of course, and I'm going to fade him too. I think the best play is James White because, as you can see, Brady is not either getting enough time or not reading fast as he used to be or something. But he's been rushed a lot, and he's going to be throwing, looking to throw the ball, and he's going to have to have his safety valve, and that's going to be James White. So I think I'm going to look to him in this game, and that's it, unless I decide to go with Brady. No, I think that's a, that's a great play. The Tennessee Titans have given up the second most receptions to opposing running backs right behind the Colts. The Colts have allowed 109 this year, and the Titans have been 101. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, uh, that's a good amount per game. Like that's five a or six. Good. I'm not good at math. I don't know. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that spells for a James White especially on DraftKings, just use James White. He's pretty cheap. He's, I think he's a lock for 12 points. I can't say that about many running backs on this slate. It's just, you know, does James White break a screen and go to the house? I don't think they're going to give him any goal line carries, but I got him projected right around 14.5 points in my early projections. So that's a lot. I think that's the most I've ever had James White for this season. So, And I'm, it's, I'm overweighting that whole thing about Tennessee just bleeding receptions to opposing running backs, but... This time of the year, those stats pretty much hold true. You know, they are who they are. This is what they've been doing all year long. They are fine with giving up receptions to the running back. To let them, you know, they they want you to beat them somewhere else. So, whatever. And I don't think Tom Brady can. No, definitely not. I think the checkdown, like you said, the checkdown is probably his, his most accurate pass these days. And instead of those five yard slants and out routes that he used to just eat people up on. Yeah, that's just it. You know, you never you remember. How many long bombs do you remember Tom Brady ever throwing? Not since Randy Moss. Yeah, exactly. And he's had a couple pretty good receivers over there, but he just couldn't get it done. I just don't think he's not he's getting enough time to throw and set up. Maybe something's going on there. But at the end of the day, I, I think this game is going to end up under the total. I think the Tennessee Titans defense is, is going to come through here, and I think this game goes under, and I I can see New England winning, but I see Tennessee covering the spread. Four and a half, five points, yeah. I'll go with Tennessee. 
And right. the under. I'm a no. I'm a no play for there right now. But if I were to lean, I'm just going to go with Brady because every time I think he's dead, he comes out on fire. So okay. I'm not going to rule him out. But yeah, I don't. I do not like that game at all. I think it'll just be interesting to watch. I think it's going to be an interesting time to go to sleep, and uh, or I got. <laughs> I think I'm doing serious this Saturday. So uh, maybe we'll see. All right. Well, I used to do it every week until I became content director, and then I was too tired because you know that I come on on that show like at twelve thirty at night. That's pretty late for me, but yeah, uh, that <laughs> that's late for anybody, I guess. But uh, yeah, but still, I, I used to do it a lot. So, um, but we got Sunday's games, the Vikings and the Saints. This is the one I'm looking forward to. Absolutely, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be great. I think I think that the New Orleans Saints. You think about this now. They lose their starting quarterback for five games, five and a half games. Who would have thought? Except us, of course, because we talked about it, remember? Who would have thought Teddy Bridgewater would come in? Or no, maybe I did that on Sirius. Bridgewater is like was like 18-2 and two against uh, as an underdog on the road. And no one had thought about that. And I said, they're going to win. And that's what happened. And, and I think, honestly, I think New Orleans is going to smash Minnesota. That 7.5 is a lot of points, 8 points some places in Vegas. I think New Orleans is going to smash the Vikings big time. And I think that this game is going to go over the total because I think New Orleans could put 48 points up on the board against them. I love it. I really do. This, this is the game to stack, I think. this the, Both these Sunday games, are they're the highest totals on the board too. So obviously that, that supports our thoughts here. But I think these are the games you want to give the most attention to on this four game slate this week and I think my sleeper I, I couldn't agree with you more I think New Orleans is one of the most impressive teams in the NFL right now and I'm really rooting for Drew Brees I, I want him to get another one especially how last year kind of unfolded obviously you know whatever we don't need to talk about the refs and all that but that was a terrible ending of their season they're motivated they're ready to go you could pass all over Minnesota their run defense is pretty solid but Aaron Jones just ripped them up two weeks ago I mean David Montgomery led them up Sunday but that was all their subs so I'm not really going to use that in my research pool of looking at Week 17 stuff with Minnesota. But Aaron Jones tore him up in Week 16, won a lot of people their fantasy championship if you had Aaron Jones that week. But I think Michael Thomas is in for a huge day. I think on the other side, Minnesota is going to have to pass like crazy, and that's going to set up very well for a guy that hasn't done much in a long time. My favorite receiver play in tournaments this week. I don't know if I'm going to play cash. There's really no point in playing cash on a four-game slate, in my opinion. But I am going to ride Adam Thielen. I think he's finally going to get back. I think he's going to be 100% healthy. He took the week off this week. He's going to be ready to go, and he's going to see a lot of Eli Apple in coverage, and I love that matchup. And New Orleans signed Janoris Jenkins, too. That was funny. That yeah, they did, huh? Yeah. I thought they were going to sign Antonio Brown for a minute there. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, they're just working him out to start a story, or were they really considering playing them? I mean, they could use somebody outside of Michael Thomas because Traquan Smith and Ted Ginn really aren't doing it. Yeah, but, you know. They don't need to do it either, I guess, you know, with Michael Thomas and Kamara and Lat Murray that and Jared Cook. That offense rides just fine. That offense just rides just fine, but. Having an Antonio Brown on your roster means he's not on someone else's. That is true. And, you know, he's a free agent. He can sign with anyone he wants. 
I don't think that the New Orleans Saints would sign him because they're, you know, for all the talk about New England being we're a family and all this crap, they signed him. They just signed dysfunctional people. New Orleans doesn't do that. They do it all the time. New yeah. Orleans, yeah, New Orleans. They had that issue a couple of years ago, but since then, you see the difference. He he's playing it straight over there because he don't want to get suspended again for a year. You lose a year's salary, that that could hurt you. I don't care how wealthy you are. You don't get any money coming in for one whole year, and that's your big earnings. That could hurt you, just like Michael Thomas is going to hurt the Vikings. And and you know, Kirk Cousins might not be a bad play, and here's why. Because he's going to be throwing the ball from behind from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Yeah, it's going to be 45-plus passing. I, I'm starting on – I haven't done my quarterback projections yet, but I am fairly confident he is going to be the only quarterback I have for over 40 attempts. And I rarely ever – I think the only other quarterback all year I project for 40 attempts is Jameis Winston. So Right. <laughs> and you know how much they chuck it up. So, yeah, I, I do not see Minnesota keeping this close. Um, it's a lot of points, but yeah, I'm I'm not going to bet the sides. I don't think I'm just going to take the over in this game. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna... Adam Adam Thielen is my guy. I'm going to get that out. That is going to be my. I'm hoping people are off him. I hope he's like 15% owned, which is incredibly low on a four game slate. So if that holds true, I'm just going to ride with Alvin or no, Alvin Kamara. Um, Adam Thielen. That's okay. going to be my guy this week for GPPs. Kyle Rudolph is a big play in here too. Um, I think he's a big play. I, I think that they're going to have to do something. Cousins is going to have to do something because uh, Diggs is going to be pretty much double covered. Dillon's going to have his time, but Rudolph's going to be wide open, and I think that's a big thing. And you know who the other wide, tight end I like, and I was going to mention this before, but I didn't, is Darren Fells for Houston. I, I think he's going to have a nice game against Buffalo. I feel like he is anyway. So now I like we, that. He's 3K. That can you can do a lot. You can get all the receivers you want if you want. Yeah, to play you can Phelps. do a lot. You know, and this game here, this game with the Saints, I'm probably going to go with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas because I went with them last week and Michael Thomas tilted me. But uh, yeah, I've been tilted by these guys too much. I think it's time for him to um, pay the piper. I know he's a Buckeye. I'm going to have a lot of Buckeyes in my lineup this week. Man, I really like Diggs now, too. I did not know that Janoris Jenkins is going to start for New Orleans. Yeah, I, I saw I've that. I've said too. a couple times on this podcast, he cannot keep up with good, fast route runners. He can keep up with big body guys, you know, like Alshon Jeffrey. He could play him well. That was the day we faded Jeffrey. He ended up getting hurt. I think that was a showdown slate, but at, uh, Stephon Diggs is a hell of a route runner, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL, and he's a burner. I think if he sees Lattimore or Janoris Jenkins, that's a I'm I may stack just Kirk with those two and hope he does chuck it for forty five times and twenty to each to those guys. Well, he's going to have to, that's for sure. The final game of the day: Seattle, Philadelphia. Now the spread is uh, one and a half points, two points for Seattle. I have a hard and fast rule that I like to follow, and that is I never go against the home underdog with three points or less. Yep. I was going to say, I know you're taking Philly. Yeah, because you have to. I mean, the sentimental thing would be Seattle, Russell Wilson has a big game, leads his team with with Carson out this and that, whatever. Well, we already saw how that played out. And I think Philadelphia, is, and they're banged up too now. 
but I think that Philadelphia, Ertz will be playing for sure. You can bet on that. They'll put it, they'll wrap him in bubble wrap and put him out there. Whatever they'll do, they'll do. And Carson Wentz is going to beat Seattle at home. <sighs> they need a wide receiver. I'm well, not buying Greg Ward being their their top dog. Goddard's fine, but Goddard needs Ertz to be out there for Goddard to have a very productive game. It opens up things for Goddard when Ertz is out there taking coverage. I mean, it's such a trap, that spread, though. I'm looking at one of these apps I use. 87% of the tickets early are on Seattle. Of course they are. 13% on Philly. That is such a lopsided game. If the money was that offset... This spread would already be at two or three, and it's not. So I I do like Philly. If I'm just taking, you know, taking the side of Vegas, I'm not sure I'm going to do that either. But I'm I definitely I don't think I'm going to take Seattle. They have no running game right now. I do not believe in Marshawn Lynch. He's 52k on DraftKings already. What did he do? He just scored a touchdown. That's it. That he that's all he it takes. Fast. Though. Yeah. I yeah. But I'm not. Philly's run defense is very solid. Very he slowed solid. Down Saquon. And Saquon was walking on water the last two weeks or the last three weeks, and then he came into Philly and slowed down. I'm going to have no interest in any running back on Seattle. And then I, I think Lockett's in a hell of a spot against Avante Maddox in the slot there. DK Metcalf, that dude could always score two touchdowns. He's going to have a really good matchup too because I think um, Ronald Darby's out for the year. So that's if Ronald Darby's starting for your team, you have a bad secondary. If Ronald Darby's out and he's a starter, I can't imagine. I think Roswell Douglas is the next guy up. That's not good. So I do like Russ. I do like Lockett. I do like Metcalf. I don't, but I don't think I like any of these running backs. I don't know about this Hormer dude or whatever his name is. He's pretty cheap. He doesn't look bad. He gets a lot of catches. So I don't know. Maybe he's worth a look, but. I was going to play Homer last week, and I should have. I probably would have won some money. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I don't like anyone on Seattle except I, if I were going to do anything with Seattle, obviously I would go with Russell Wilson and hope he can run like crazy. But to, anymore, with the wide receivers in Seattle, it's like flipping a coin. Who's he going to throw to? That's a hard way to make a living. At least with Philadelphia, you know Carson Wentz has only got a couple guys he can throw. Yeah, to. he's got two guys to throw to. I mean, that's all you have. I mean, what, do you, what does he have? I, I mean, I saw, I saw the coaching staff from Philadelphia at the local homeless shelter here looking for guys. I mean, they have no one. <laughs> I mean, really, they have no one. They can't even bring guys up from the taxi squad because they're just all out. It's been a horrible year. Wide receivers, man. I'm telling you. I took a hit in that season-long league. I would have won. I'm so disappointed. But this is going to be a great slate. It's going to be a tough slate. I don't know if I would go all in on this four-game slate. Yeah, definitely lower your bankroll a little bit. And if I do see a, a very like optimal cash build, if you want to call it that, I hate that phrase, I will definitely get in Discord and let everybody know what I'm looking at. I didn't play cash in Week 17. That was the first time in years I haven't played cash. I just didn't really like... I wasn't confident in anything. And what sucks is I got talked talked off of using Jared Goff and Cooper Cup in my main FanDuel lineup, and I think I would have placed second or third in that tournament if I kept them in it. Instead, I swapped them out from Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Yes, yeah, I got burnt cry. like that. I got burnt like that too. I, I went with I went all the way against what I should have done. 
And that's why I, was, I, I being told that the Rams were sitting guys. I was like, I'm seeing McVay saying he's going to start play to win because why would he sit guys? Like you have a whole year to sit because they're not making the playoffs. So I don't know. Whatever. And he sat that's guys during do. the preseason for that very issue. Yep. You know that's what he that was his excuse during the preseason. He says I'm not going to play these guys because I want them to play in week 16 and week 17. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the confusion there was, but uh, that's that's the problem. You know that's one of the problems. And I, with I wrote, your gut. I wrote about this in my book. Yelling at myself here. I wrote a daily fantasy baseball book. Um, you can get it at Amazon, I guess. Well, yeah, you can. Um, anyway, it's it's a section on sorting through the noise, and that's one of the things that I uh, I talked about is paying attention to coaches, listening to coaches. Coaches aren't going to actually tell you what they're going to do, but they'll also tell you more than you think they will, and you have to listen. The most important thing to do is pay attention to what they do in the preseason because they tell you what they're going to do. I mean, he told us all. These guys were going to be, he's resting them now so that they'll be ready toward the end of the season. So it is what it is. But this is a great slate. And it's New Year's Eve. It's the last day of the year. And we'd love to see you over at Win Daily Sports. We'd love to see you become a gold member for $20 a month. That's all. And you get to talk to Nick and all the other guys, all our pros and Discord. Yeah, everybody had a big week. I think David had a great week. Rocker, two weeks in a row. Myself, I've, you know, hate to pat myself on the back, but it's been an excellent month of December. Um, hobby, almost 100K again. So everybody is zooming right now. I think Isaiah had a big week too. Like everybody is crushing it right now. So it's, everybody's in stride. I think it's going to be another big slate this week. And I'm just going to ride or die with Adam Thielen. That's my boy this week, and I've never played him all year. Everybody's winning (laughs) but me, but that's because I'm busy working. I don't have time to listen to these guys. But I'm going to get somebody to make me a lineup this week. That's what I'm going to do. I'll be more than happy to help. God bless you. But I'll tell you what, this (laughs) has been a great podcast. It's been a great year. Look forward to 2020, um, win daily. I also have a video series out, um, Cash with Flash where I, I take my little stroll every day. I usually go for a walk or I run five miles every day. And, uh, well, I did a video or two that way. Yesterday, yesterday I started my day. It was like 65 freaking degrees, right? So I have a light jacket. I go to Starbucks and I write my articles, get my work done, and then I go for a run, and then it started to get really cold. My lungs were on fire, dude. And... uh so I stopped and I did the video and it was raining and it crap and then today it was snowing when I did the video but you can check all those out at Wind Daily Sports <laughs> I will I got nothing to do today any uh, college games you like today real quick just any picks I'm going with Florida State am I crazy I bought no. it at 5 though now that line's 3.5 so I feel good about that I don't I haven't looked at any college football at all um, the only college football I, t- I did was the games that I did for Armed Forces and that's it I took. I'm done with college football. I had enough of it. You know these targeting calls that they're goofy, and the seasons takes too long, and it's too much work. And so I retired from college football. That's my thing. But I haven't retired from Win Daily. Twenty bucks a month, and you get so much. You get our Discord. You get articles. We got so much content up there every single day. It's ridiculous. Golf. We'll have tennis beginning probably next week. I'll do that. Um, we'll have. We have boxing. We have football obviously basketball hockey we have two hockey posts every day not many people even have one we have two come on over and sign up 20 bucks a month and if you're listening to this podcast we appreciate it we hit over 15,000 downloads 
take some time and leave a review where you're listening at it at either iHeartRadio or TuneIn or wherever. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how we can make this podcast better. For Nick Bretwish, I'm Phil Nasons. We want to thank you for listening to the Wind Daily Podcast.